really matter, but they matter more than you could ever imagine. And we probably won't know until heaven just how much and how important your life really was. So uh, just stay strong. Keep doing what God wants you to do. Keep being that bright light in a dark world. Inside your bulletin, and get your bulletin and your Bibles out because we're going to dive into God's Word, but inside your bulletin in the Bible blog is how to invite somebody to church. So if you need to, just some help with that, that's just something there for you. And you can have that on the back of your bulletin is a place to take sermon notes, and I hope that you do that today. Are you ready to receive God's Word? Yes, let's do this together today. I'm excited to share God's Word with you this morning as we're in a series called Life Verse. And we've been sharing our Life Verse. I kicked off our, uh, our time together earlier this summer when we were talking about these verses that God speaks to our heart and to our life. And, and I started with my Life Verse, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus. That's your call. That's my call. That's my life verse. That's what God gave me. I need that because in the world you can get sad, you can worry, you can complain, but God says you're not supposed to be like that. You're to be full of joy. You're to be full of life. You're to be prayerful and, and spend time with God in prayer and always be thankful. That's our calling. And I've got to tell you, this verse has gotten me through some of the darkest moments of my life when I didn't think I could go on, but to say, I need to be joyful. I need to be full of prayer, and I need to be thankful to God. A couple weeks ago, I shared my life verse uh, that I have uh, for being a dad in Proverbs 17.6. Parents are the pride of their children. That we're called to raise our children to know God, but when it's all said and done, that I want my children to be proud that I was their dad and that I led them to Jesus. And so that's the call of the parents, the grandparents, the influencers here with the children in our life, that we would be the pride of our children. A lot of staff have given great messages over these weeks. You can go online and listen to any of them. But uh, I want to, for the next two weeks, as we conclude this time uh, in the series Life Verse, I want to talk about my life verse for work. Because we're spending more time at work than anywhere else. And there was a verse that I heard when I was in high school, and it just pierced me. There's something about it that said, that is what I'm going to do when I go to work. This is it, Colossians 3, 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do, whatever you say, do it for the glory of God. Started when I was 16 working, it worked all ever since. And that's always been my guiding thing to do whatever I do in word or deed for the Lord. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that next week. And this week I want to give you a passage from Matthew chapter 5. And this is going to be where our verse comes today. So if you want to get your Bibles open to Matthew chapter 5 and look at this. A pastor friend reminded me of this in a sermon a few weeks ago. And it was just so powerful. And it spoke so clearly to me that I want to give this to you in light of your life, your life verse, your work. Everything you say and do. It comes from the Sermon on the Mount. These are words in red in your Bible. These are Jesus' words to you. So it may not be your life verse, but these are words that Jesus commands us to do. In chapter 5 of the book of Matthew, beginning at verse 13, You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand 
where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. You are called to let your light shine. This is what Jesus is saying here. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. That is your calling. And I'm not just going to preach it today. I want to make it practical today because it's a call for you. It's a call for the church to be the salt and the light of the world and let your light shine. If you grew up in church, you probably went to Sunday school. And if you went to Sunday school, you probably learned a song. And you held your little index finger up and you sang, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it You will never forget that song, will you? I mean, you sang that in Sunday school. We all know that song. All around the neighborhood, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. And we love that in Sunday school as little boys just spitting on each other, you know. <laughs> we weren't very good little boys in Sunday school. We got new teachers every other week. It was a little rough. But, but, but we all know that song. You'll never forget that song. Never forget the words or the melody. But something happens between adolescence and adulthood that we forget to let our light shine. That we become jaded or maybe cynical thinking, you know what, it doesn't really matter. The world is such a bad place and, and there's so much, I mean, it doesn't matter if my light shines or not. And we kind of put it on the shelf and we kind of lose our passion that we sang so well as little children, I'm going to let it shine shine, shine, and we lose our passion to shine because we don't think it really matters. But I want to tell you today, listen to me, your calling is to shine, that you have to renew that passion. You were called to make a difference in this world, and the devil may tell you you're doing nothing, but you are doing more than you could ever think that you're doing when you let your light shine in a very dark world. And so today I'm going to have you write down just a few things. I'm going to talk about one myth that we believe, two mistakes that we make, and a mandate that we're given by God. I want to talk to you about these three things. One myth, two mistakes, and a mandate. First, the myth. Here's the myth. We believe the ministry is something that just a few people are called to. The few, the proud, those elite, those those ministers, those missionaries, those pastors. There's just a few people who do it. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm going to heaven. But those are the ones doing the work of the ministry. Those special people that God has called. And we think of like this big jumbo jet on the way to heaven. And we get on that jumbo jet as we go to heaven. And there only could be a few pilots. So they're the ones flying the plane. But I'm going to sit in the back. And I'm going to, I'm going to drink my Diet Coke. And I'm going to eat my pretzels. And we're going to go to heaven. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. When you got saved, you got called to be a minister. Every single follower of Jesus is called to be a minister. Now, I was called to be a minister after high school. I, I had no plans whatsoever to be a pastor. That I'm even here today is probably one of the biggest jokes in the world because I had no desire to go into ministry until one night at a camp. 
that there was a call given for those who would dedicate their life in service to the Lord as pastors and missionaries, and, and it was just a powerful service, and I knew God was calling me. I knew right then, even though I had rejected it, I hadn't even thought about it, but I knew I'm, I'm called. I remember going up to that altar. I remember, I can take you to the place where I knelt my knee, and it was such a powerful moment as I dedicated my life to God, and I, I don't even remember the songs that were sung or the hands that were laid on me. I just remember that moment. There was something about that moment. But the one thing I remember is getting up to go back to my seat after the altar call was over. As I got up to go back to my seat, I saw hundreds of kids, other teenagers, still sitting in their seats. I was thinking, what about them? I mean, I know I'm called now, but but what about them? And I want to say this. This might be the most important thing that I say all day. There are no second-class citizens in the kingdom of heaven. And you are not called just to find something to do until Jesus comes back. Those teenagers were not just, well, I'll just, I guess I'll just live my life till Jesus comes back. No, there's a call on our life. And do not settle for less than what you've been called to do. And you've been called to be a minister. You've been called to be the salt of the earth and the, the light of the world. That is your calling Don't live for anything less. So I will make a bold statement today. There is no longer anything known as secular employment. You are now working for God. There are students in this room that are federally funded missionaries to our public schools. They get to go there every day for free and be the light of the world. There are teachers. We are all called to be the light of the world. Some are called to the marketplace. Some are called to education, some to health care, some to the arts. We're, we're called in all these different areas. Even some are called to stay home. We are called by God, but wherever we find ourselves, we are called to be the light of the world. That that great commission is not a commission for just a few, but it's a commission for all of us. We are called to preach the gospel. We are called to shine the light and never despise where you are. Wherever you are, God has you there on assignment. Embrace the call. Be an influencer. You are the salt and the light. What is my job? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 say, And he gave apostles and prophets, evangelists and shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for work, the work of ministry. My job, the pastor's job, our staff's job, is to equip you to be ministers. So that's what we do here on the weekend with this sermon right now, equipping you to be the light of the world. And so you have to accept your call that I'm a minister. You are all ministers. And you say, well, what does that mean? You know what the word minister means? It means servant. That you just serve the world, that you are the light of the world. You know what the problem is? A survey was done and only 10% of believers see themselves as ministers. Only 10% of people think of themselves as ministers of the gospel. What if your body ran at 10%? You wouldn't be here today. You would be in a hospital room hooked up to machines if you were only operating at 10%, and yet that's what the body of Christ does. What if your car only ran at 10%? You may say, my car is running at 10%. It's not very good. I understand. I've been there. Remember my first car was a Chevy Chevette. I always tell people my very first car was a Vette. 
I don't tell them it was a Chevette, I just say I had a vet, and, and it was a beautiful oxidized brown. And I loved it because it was free. My dad got it on a trade-in, I think. Just, he's trading in a car, and he says, my son's driving now, can you throw in something for free? So it's a free car, can't go wrong with a free car. And the only problem is when you hit a bump, the window shattered. And, <laughs> and uh, the, the roof had come unsewn, so it was like the, the fabric was resting on my head when I got in. And, and the hatchback was actually like a guillotine more, you know, just like, you know, you couldn't hold it up. So it, it was, but it was my car, but it probably ran at 10%. I'm telling, let me just say this, the body of Christ is not meant to run at 10%. We are not meant to be the Chevy Chevette, the early 80s Chevy Chevette of the world. God has equipped us, he has positioned us, he has empowered us to be the light of the world right now. Every gift, every personality, every resource, every story that is needed is provided to the body of Christ. We are the light of the world. And we want to see our world change, but let me tell you this, our world will never change until we become the light of the world. That we embrace that call. So that's the myth. Don't believe the myth. You are a minister. The mistakes that we make... And we're prone to make mistakes. So the first mistake is that we rely on faulty energy sources. We rely on faulty energy sources. We uh, have so much information, so much technology, so many good things today. So much that makes our life easier. You guys probably saw that the new iPhone comes out and the new iWatch. And oh my goodness, this is so great. We have all these things. How did the early church do it? They didn't have any technology. They didn't have anything. A group of nobodies. No books, no education, no internet, no Facebook, no mass transportation, no iPhones. And yet they changed the world. They turned it upside down. All the things that we have, they don't have. And yet all that they had, sometimes we don't have. And that is the power of the Holy Spirit. That has to be our energy source. Not all the conveniences of this life, but the Holy Spirit, the power source. Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We need the power of heaven here on earth. There is a crisis when there is no power. Last weekend when I was gone, I heard that we lost power even here at the church. And it came on right before church. And many of you in your homes did not have power for a long time. It's a crisis when you don't have power. There's an African pastor that came to the United States who toured some of the, the largest churches and ministries in our nation. And a Christian magazine asked him before he went back home what impressed him the most. And they thought that he would say the, the bigness of the buildings or the, the size of the ministries or anything like that. But you know what he said? He said, what impressed me the most was how much they can do without the Holy Spirit. Ouch. How much do we do without the Holy Spirit? See, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. I love technology. I love that we can be on radio and TV and broadcasting even now around the world. I love that, but we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't need another Christian book or another Christian t-shirt or another Christian movie. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. 
We need what the early church had. Listen to me, this is so important. The early church knew what it was like to hear the voice of the Spirit and be led of the Spirit and only obey the Spirit, to walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. That is our call, that we would be so in tune with the Holy Spirit. We call Jesus Lord, but we do whatever we want. What if you showed up at work and, and, and you just decided to do whatever you want? You didn't listen to what your boss said. You would not have a job very long, would you? See, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be surrendered, listening, relying, following the Holy Spirit. That's the true power source. We can't let our lives go on the gauge all the way to empty. We've got to be full of the Holy Spirit. We drive around, and, and I don't know about you, but I... I play a little game with my car because my car now actually prints how many miles you have left until you run out of gas. And so it got down to 10 one time. I'm like, man, I really need to get some gas. And, and I forgot and it went down to zero. And I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Let's see how far can we go. And then, and then it just, and then, and then it says refuel now. And it, it probably wanted in parentheses, you big dummy. Come on, let's get, but I mean, I was like, wow, I wonder how far I can go until I have to get some gas, you know? I have AAA, so if I run out, they'll come and bring me some gas. So why don't I just see it? You know, that may be fun in a car for a moment. That is no way to live your life. You cannot live your life on empty. And so many of us do. And sometimes we just like coast into church. And boy, I hope Leanne has songs I like because I need to be encouraged today. I hope they're not the slow ones because I need the fast ones. And you know what? I hope Pastor Daryl has a message that's just so encouraging today because I need to be encouraged. You know what? What if we came to church full already? What if we came vibrant already, full of life? We are called not to live on empty, but to be full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we're called to be the light of the world, we have to be full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Second mistake that we make is sometimes we allow fear to cause us to dim down our light. We allow fear to cause us to dim down our light. And I want to talk to you about this for a moment because there's increasing pressure in the world in which we live to keep our faith private. To not talk about our faith, that, that when we do shine our light, we're going to get some pushback. We're going to get some intimidation coming against us because we are the salt of the world. We are the, the light of the world. And, and, and I want to tell you that we are not to be guided by fear, but what Jesus says to do. There are two fears that every human being is born with. As a baby, you'll have two fears. One is loud noises, and the other fear is falling. Loud noises and falling are the only fears that you're born with. Every other fear you have, you learned. And yet those learned fears are what guides us all the time. The fear of man. What does somebody think about me? What will they do to me? And we have this fear of man. That, and I want to tell you, we've got to release that fear. That is not a fear from God. That is a fear we learned along the way. And there will be pushback. And we're going to say, just keep it to yourself. But Jesus said, and He's given us all power and all authority to be the light of the world. We fear failure, and so, well, I don't want to talk about God, because if I talk about God, I, I, I might make a mistake, or I might say something wrong, and we have this fear of failure, when God says, I don't want you to worry about that. I'm asking you to be the salt and the light of the world, that we're called to go out and not be led by that failure, or fear of failure. 2 Timothy 1.7, preached on this a little earlier this year, but this is it. God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. We do not have a spirit of fear. We are not guided by that. We're guided by the power that God has placed in our hearts. 
Fear will distract you from what you're called to do. Fear will distract you from your destiny. We don't text and drive because that texting is something that distracts us from the main thing. And fear is what is distracting us from the main thing. There are Christians all over the world that are living out and being the light where it's very dangerous to do so. There are those that came to church this weekend at risk of their own life being seen gathering together with other believers. That has happened all over the world. And yet they do not fear. They will not be intimidated. There's only one voice that they will listen to. And that's why we have to follow the words in red in Matthew 16, 18. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He says, I've given you the keys of the kingdom in the next verse. He says, I've given you everything that you need. You can do anything under my name and by my authority. Don't let anyone shut you up. Why? Because 1 John 4, 4, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Don't give in to fear. Don't give in to the voices of this world. Be the light of the world and don't stop being the light. Don't make those mistakes, but instead finally follow the mandate. God tells us to arise and shine. That's our mandate. Arise and shine. You know what? It's not easy being the salt of the world, the light of the world. It's not easy, but God says, you know what? I want you to get up and do it. I want you to get up and begin to shine. It says in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, Arise, shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness all the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and His glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to your light. We are called to arise and shine. Listen. The world may seem very dark. It may look like the devil is winning. You may turn on the news and get so depressed when you see what's happening. And you may say, this is completely out of control. Please, Jesus, come back. And you know what Jesus is saying? No, be the light. Because when the world's at his darkest, that's when Jesus is setting up his church to be the brightest. He is calling you to be the light of the world. Don't get depressed. Don't hide out. Don't fear. Arise and shine. Speak the truth even if your voice trembles. Speak out the light that you are called to be. Shine in your workplaces, in your home. Shine in your communities and with individuals. Shine to those who are less fortunate. Shine to the ones that the world despises. Shine to those who need to hear the good news. Shine to those who need God's love. You need to shine in the secret place so that you can shine in the marketplace. We are called to shine. We are called to shine in a very dark world. I believe that our greatest days are ahead when we choose to shine. When we say, you know what? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And when you let it shine, it will dispel the darkness. 
And the call that's upon your life is the call that's given in Matthew chapter 25 in the parable of the ten virgins. As we see the return of the Lord coming, what are we to do? We're to keep our lamps full of oil and our lights burning bright. We are called to shine. There will come a day when you are no more. That this life will be over. And uh, so you have that expiration date. We don't know what it is, but it's going to come to an end. But here's the thing. You only have this life to make an impact for eternity. What you're doing right now is making an investment for eternity. And you may say, I don't see it. I don't know if it's actually happening. I don't, you know, I'm inviting people. I'm letting my light shine. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And you're like, I don't know if it really matters. I want to tell you there are no bad investments in God. And someday when we get to the other side, it's all going to make sense. We're going to be like, why did that happen? Why is this? What is going on? And it will all make sense. And there will be no regrets when you let your light shine. Don't let the world put a lampshade over you. Don't let it cover up your light. Live your light out for the world to watch. This is our mandate to arise and shine. And our greatest days are ahead when we shine. We bow your heads and your hearts with me today as we pray. I want to spend some time with the Lord right now, and I'm going to give you a private moment to spend with the Lord. And we'll sing a song of worship before we go, a, sing, a song of consecration before we go. But right now is our time with God, and I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you because we want to be led of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to ask where God wants you to be salt. Where does God want you to be light? How is He going to use you this week? Who are you going to invite to the influence seminar for the men? Who are you going to invite to the, to the women's Bible study? Who are you going to invite to church next weekend? Who are you going to invite to lunch? Who are, you going to, who are you going to let your light shine? Who are you going to share the love of Jesus with this week? I'm going to pray for you quick, and I'm just going to give you a couple minutes with God alone. But, but be very open to the Holy Spirit and how He's going to lead you this week to let your light shine. Lord, we, we come before you right now, and in a moment it'll be quiet in here, and we'll just be listening for your voice. But, but Lord, it's at this moment that we embrace our call as ministers. I have that call. Each one of us have that call. We are called, once we follow you, to, to be ministers, to serve this world as salt and light. And so, God, I pray for every person here with this call upon their life, God, that you would help them be a very bright light in a very dark world. And Lord, I pray that you would increase their influence and their brightness this week. And Holy Spirit, now as we wait on you, reveal to us in these quiet moments where you want to take us this week. Who we're to talk to this week. Who we're to invite. Who are we called to go visit? Who are we called to share a cup of cold water with? Who are we going to see that we don't even have on our radar, but Holy Spirit, you're going to lead us and guide us. Holy Spirit, make us sensitive to your voice right now. Be our power source that our light may shine. Just wait on the Lord. Ask him how he wants to use you this week.
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us and guiding us. May we be sensitive to your voice this week. May our light shine brightly. God, thank you that our greatest days are ahead when we shine for you. Be our power source. Remove the fear as we embrace the call. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to sing in just a moment, but there's very practical things you can do. Next week is uh, Back to Church Sunday, and we're going to invite people to to just come back to the house of God. There won't be any condemnation. There won't be anything that's going to beat them over the head. We're just going to talk about uh, the Word of God, and, and we're going to talk one more life verse before we conclude the series, and I'm going to share that next week. And so invite a friend, and we're going to have lunch right after with soup and salad. You can sign up to bring something, to provide food for the people that are coming. You can do that. You can invite to a Bible study, to a small group, to the Influence Seminar. Uh, you can just invite somebody to uh, take them out to eat, buy them some groceries, do something. Do whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, and you'll be all right. You'll be good. The Bible says that unless we become like a little child, we'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. So I'm going to ask you to do something that maybe you haven't done in decades, but I'm going to ask you to sing a Sunday school song before we go. Would you stand with me? And we're going to sing this little light of mine. But listen, unless you become like a child. So we're going to do the actions too, all right? So put, put, your, put your index finger up. Come on, just do it. Just do it. This little light of mine. All right, and I don't know all the verses, but Leanne does, so we'll just make up actions as we go. But uh, so go ahead, Leanne, lead us in this little light of mine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine all around. Satan blow it out. I won't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine. I'll let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No. Hide it under a bushel. No. I'm gonna let it shine. I won't. I won't. Jesus comes. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine all the time. Let it shine. All right. Maybe we should do like more Sunday school songs and stuff. (laughs) You know what's nice is we don't even have to have words for it. Everybody just kind of knows. And so if you grew up in church, you're like, wow, that takes me back. But 
Um, and, and if you didn't grow up in church, now that's what you miss. You, you're, you're all caught up. You're all good and, and uh, stuff like that. But would you go and let your light shine? We're going to receive the blessing of the Lord. But before we do that, if you need prayer today, I'm just going to be down front to pray with you. Sometimes we go through struggles in life where we have a tough week ahead. You, I don't want you to leave with the same burdens that you walked in with. We're going to pray for you today. And so if you need prayer, you can do that. Otherwise, go out to the lobby, sign up to bring something next week, sign up for a small group. Um, there's also uh, just devotionals out there. Take that, give that to somebody. That's a way of uh, letting your light shine. So there's so many things out there for you. If you're here for the first time, we're so glad that you're here. Just get a gift out there, and I'd love to meet you as well. But would you receive the blessing of the Lord as we go this morning? May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. God, I thank you for that blessing that rests upon your children. Lord, we are called to be ministers, salt and light to this world. So may our light burn brightly this week. God, I pray that you would keep us safe and strong until we can gather together again as the church and worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. And we'll see you next weekend.